What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1,132 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Rick McEvoy, and Rick is a photographer who has a really interesting dilemma when it comes to niching down. He's actually got a specialty within the photography space, and we're gonna be talking about pivoting, about going deeper and more all in on an opportunity that he has. And we're also gonna be reverse engineering exactly what his goals are, or in fact, his goals are what they are, and you'll hear what they are. (laughs) And we're gonna reverse engineer what it might take to get there, and you'll hear some realization that it might come with in terms of, well, hey, it's actually achievable, and we're gonna go and get it. So if you're somebody who's just starting out, or even if you've been doing this for a while, this would be a great episode because it'll allow you to recalibrate with Rick here. So let's check him out. You can also find him at rickmcevoyphotography.co.uk. That's rick, M-C-E-V-O-Y, photography.co.uk. Here he is. Hey, Rick, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Pat. Delighted to be here. Delighted you're here too. Yes. Why don't you tell us really quick a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thank you. I have a day job at the moment in construction project management. I also do architectural photography work and construction photography work. I have a website, which I've had since 2008, which I principally started building to um, you know, grow a photography business. And that's not quite worked out. And um, in the last couple of years, I've been building, writing a blog and building on that part of the business to try and get the passive income, which was something I came across when I found your podcast because I never thought about doing it. So I have a website, I have a blog, I have all sorts of things going on, and it's not really going anywhere. It's not getting me where I want to be. So this is all based on the photography sort of aspect of what you do? Yeah, the blog posts have been about all parts of photography, but I've just recently started um, focusing on construction and architectural photography in the blog posts I'm doing. I've been trying to appeal to far too broader, very competitive markets, I think. Yeah, so I mean, this is a, I I like the direction you're going in terms of niching down a little bit. You've probably heard me say the riches are in the niches. Um, I know you pronounce it niches, but that's okay. I like that because there's less competition, there's more of a specialization. And I would imagine that there could be some people who are just gonna be more interested in your stuff because it's more relatable to the things and the fields that they're involved with. So before we dive into how we can start making this work for you, I'd love to know what, defines this working for you? Where eventually do you want these things to end up? And sort of give me some insight on the future of a successful blog and website. Not that I don't enjoy my day job, but my ultimate aim is to um, pay off all my debts and give up my day job and earn a living from ideally just a website, blog and the passive income side of things. Ultimately, I don't want to have to take photographs for clients. I mean, I love doing it, but mm-hmm. that's the ultimate thing. So I've got time and financial freedom. So that's my end game. And when it comes to the, like how, at what point would you know that this is working for you and you could potentially quit and remove yourself from the nine to five? When the income from my website and photography business was exceeding my day job, when it, when it cost me money, to go to do my day job over my own personal job. That would be the crossover point. There you go. I like, I, I, I like that form of thinking. And then if you don't mind me asking, 
how much, and you don't have to answer with specifics if you don't want to, but how much would that be? And the reason why I'm asking you that is because sometimes I speak to a lot of people who I'm helping out with their business and you know they want a million dollars, right? That's just a nice seven-figure number. I, I want a million-dollar business. It makes me over a million dollars a year. I'm like, okay, but what mm-hmm. do you actually need? And you find out that, well, they only need, you know, $35,000 a month to live on and, you know, for, for the lifestyle that they have currently. And, you know, that would be beautiful. Well, a business that would earn a hundred uh, or a million dollars a year is completely different and would require far more energy and effort, at least initially, to get to that point versus a business that's making $35,000 a year. For example, what if it's just a hundred people paying you $350? right? And that in and of itself could get to that $35,000 mark. So then it's like, okay, well, what could we offer that would get 100 people within a year? So it's one every three days to pay $350 to get access to something, for example. You see how like the math starts to play a role in sort of what what we do. So I'm just curious, again, you don't have to get specific, but this then defines, okay, on these websites and and blog posts, what do we do? How many people do we need? and, And what are we offering? And then we can start to actually materialize, okay, well, now we have a plan and a and, and way to get there, right? If I could earn $10,000 a month, I would be ecstatic and that would way exceed any expectations or day job income. $10,000 a month, great. What I, what I also love about the industry that you're in is like, so you have this specialty in the photography space and I know some other photographers who have specialties as well, some who do more commercial type work, some who do literally filming of music videos, like that's their niche. And what's really cool is when you niche down like that, you can become known a little bit easier, right? I, have you sort of experienced any of, any of that yet? No, not at all. Um, I'm actually professionally qualified in construction. I'm a chartered construction manager, and I'm also professionally qualified in photography. So I've got that, which I don't think many other photographers will have. And I think that's really cool. And, and and is there money to be made by if I were interested in following your path and being a photographer specific, specifically for architecture and construction? Is that actually a way that I could potentially generate more income learning from you? Yes. And I've started writing posts along the lines of how to be a construction photographer, things like that, because people, I mean, people will always need photographs of buildings, regardless of all the Mm -hmm. technologies and how everything happens. People will always need photographs of buildings. It's just a fact. And there will always be buildings. So I think it's quite a, a solid area of photography to work in. Well, that's great, because that's actually where I think we should focus. And that's what can help you fast forward to get to those results where you can eventually either in whatever way you choose to. We, we don't know the answer yet, but once you start to build up an audience of people who are coming to you because you can help them in their career, help them with learning this, this photography, everything from the equipment, and obviously the equipment in and of itself is a potential income opportunity, right? With mm-hmm. the affiliates and all that stuff. Yeah. But that's just one component. Then there's the idea that they can get training from you. They could potentially get coached by you they could potentially be a part of a group that you could teach or even come to an excursion that you one day create once we can all sort of be with each other mm-hmm. in person where you go, okay, for, you know, a large, I mean, what, what like, I'm just spitballing here, but what if you had such a crowd such that they would be willing to pay you $1,000 to come visit you in some location to learn with you 
hand in hand, right? You're over their shoulder looking at their lenses and everything that they're doing to come and learn from you directly. $1,000 for like a two-day experience and you get 10 people to pay you $1,000 and you just do this once a month. Well, hey, guess what? You just made $10,000 a month by offering this mm. neat little excursion. So that this is where the fun things can happen because I mean, we don't know exactly what the offerings are going to be. But when you start to develop, okay, these are the kinds of people that we're helping and how we can we can justify asking them to buy things from us is, well, this is very simple because you're helping them with, the, with their career. And in fact, there's a lot of nuances to this from getting their first gig to you know how they can do this on top of their job that they already have already within construction and architecture. This could be something that a person who is an architect, and as you know, I used to be an architect or was on my way yeah, to become sure. an architect myself. We needed somebody. We hired another company to take these pictures for us for buildings and constructions that were being done, as you know. Well, what if I learn this skill? I can add that to my resume. All of a sudden, I'm an, indis an indispensable asset in my architecture firm, right? Because I'm the photographer mm. as well. I mean, there's so many cool things that you could do that this could help out. And it becomes a lot easier to sell something. Just truthfully, it's so much easier to sell something if a person knows that they can get that money back, right? This is where I would, this is where I would, what I would write about. This is where I would focus. This is what I would create videos about to help people understand the nuances of the space. This is what I would ask people to give me their email address about. Let me give you some tips to help you get started with your photography career in the world of architecture and construction. And what's really cool is now you could come at it at two angles. You could go to architects and construction and designers and such and teach them this skill and have them pay to get access to it in whatever way you choose to offer it to them. Or you go to photographers. You go, hey, you're a photographer, you're looking to make some extra money. Well, let me help you understand this world of construction and architecture, right? So you actually have two different audiences that you could sort of capture the attention of. How, how are you feeling after hearing all this? I'm just curious. That was one of my questions. Can I attract the photographer and the client in the same website or does it just become blurred and I'm trying to, again, appeal too broad? No, it's a great question. I think you definitely can because the different kinds of content you create and or the different articles you write or videos or podcasts or courses even that you have, if you can make it clear who they are, who who it's for, here's a blog post that's specifically about how to take amazing photos. Mm -hmm. And you use your own examples of buildings and stuff, but it's it's a it's a beginner tutorial for, for anybody. Um, it just so happens to be in and around the world of construction. Well, a person who already knows photography is not gonna be interested in that. They're gonna be interested in the other blog post that's about, well, how do you take this photography that you know how to do now, which some people who didn't know photography before will now unlock that skill because they're learning from you. They're, they're on sort of phase two of that journey now, right? They come in at phase two versus the phase one people if that, if, if that sort of makes sense. And then they'll know that that's for them, right? And, and, and there, there could be different categories on your website for learning photography, just in general. There's another mm -hmm. one that is learning the business of architecture and design photography, or, or I don't know if there's a specific name for it, for example. Maybe some keyword research could be really interesting in and around this, but this is pretty unique uh, as, as far as I know. And you can, you can capture different people with different pieces of content that all together create this whole experience on your website and brand. Yeah, I've had um, far too many categories before. Oh, one question was, um, I have over 2,000 blog posts. I've been doing this. Uh, when I started off, I thought it was just a case of 
getting something out there, short, low-quality, irrelevant blog posts. I'm going through an exercise at the moment of determining that most of my old stuff is, is rubbish and, I, and I'm, I'm going to get, get rid of it, delete it all and just make links to a page that says, oops, sorry, this post's been deleted, check out these instead. Is that something that's going to help with my um, website performance or is it a waste it will. of time? absolutely will. If you listen to episode 200 of the Smart Passive Income podcast, you'll hear a man named Todd Tresseter who deleted a third of his content and had a... 300% increase in his blog um, traffic. I actually emailed him and he got back to me, which was really nice. Oh, cool. I heard that episode. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I actually made, got in touch with him and um, he gave me a nice reply. So um, so that's worth doing then. It is, it is. And I know it's hard because it's like, okay, well, you spend all this time creating that. It would be almost feeling like a waste if you were to just delete it. But you're not necessarily deleting it because it could still bring people into the website, but you're bringing people now into stuff that's more relevant. Yeah, you think higher your, quality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 more just overall within where you want your brand to go now. And the the big thing is like we have to think of our blogs almost like and then this is the way they're written. They're written like the first draft of a book. Mm-hmm. But once you get honed in on what the title of the book should be and what this thing is really about, well then it, it would behoove you not to remove those chapters from that book if it doesn't make sense to be in there, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the kind of mental approach to to that. But I think that would be a very smart thing to do. And you could start with the low hanging fruit, the, the like really obvious stuff that doesn't need to be there and just kind of, you know, rip, rip that bandaid off. And then you can start to experiment with some other stuff if it. Well, I've, I've identified about a thousand posts, which I can um, get rid of. And I've got somebody who I can get to do it for not too much money, which will um, hopefully have a big impact. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, imagine going to a person who would be excited about learning from you and go, hey, here are 2,000 blog posts that will help you versus here's 1,000 blog posts. The person would be more likely to be happy with the lesser number of blog posts. Yeah, or more to the point, hi, my website's got 1,000 rubbish blog posts and 1,000 half-decent ones. Oh, there you go. Maybe 150 half-decent ones. Right, so they would go, okay, well, I guess I'm not in the right spot versus, oh, Mm -hmm. Rick knows exactly what every piece of content here matters to me. Like I'm going to dive even deeper. That means more time on site, which means higher rankings. Yes, you're 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 making the right decision. Okay, I shall continue with that. Thank you. Sure. What um, else you got? What else have I got? I've got a massive list of things that I've narrowed it down to. One of the questions is: you, I, I notice on the Smart Passive Income website, one of the little pop-ups is you need an email list which I took as meaning I need an email list. So I've, um, I've signed up for ConvertKit and I managed to do my first landing page, which was um, horrendous. So I've now, at the moment, I have um, the princely number of 22 people on my email list. I've signed up for your 100 email challenge and I've not done anything with it because the question I have is, how do you make money from an email list? Good question. First of all, I'm glad that you started an email list and hopefully you understand the importance of that but hopefully this answer can even make it more relevant and more important meaning the email list becomes a direct connection to people and even though you have only 22 people on that list you have 22 people on that list imagine a room with those 22 people who you can now have a conversation with about what you do about what do you need help with what do you like tell me more about you tell me what kinds of things you wish were here on the blog that aren't here yet so I can create those things for you. This is a direct line of access to not just those 22 individuals, but who those 22 individuals represent, which is the other people in this world who are, who are just like them and who have the same problems, needs, pains, wants, or desires. Mm-hmm. 
So that that's that's why it's important. Now, when it comes to monetization, there's a number of different ways that this can be utilized. There is the indirect way to monetize, which means you use your email list to let people know about things that then have money money making opportunities. For example, you write a blog post, and in that blog post, you talk about this really specialized camera that's used specifically for, or maybe it's a drone, right? A drone, so that you can get some really sort of bird's eye view. Mm-hmm perspective, you know, cameras. And in that post, you talk about this drone and then you have an affiliate link for it. Maybe you even struck a deal with the company, I don't know, or if it's just through Amazon, doesn't matter. You use your email list to go, hey, everybody, bird's eye perspective photography is huge. And obviously you need a drone to be able to take photos like this, unless you have access to a helicopter or an airplane, which likely you don't. So check out this blog post because I talk about two or three specific kinds of drones and they're all at different budget levels for you. Here's a link Mm -hmm. to check it out. Now, there's a direct link that they have in their inbox for something related to something they're interested in that they can now click on. And they go to that blog post, they read it, you know, hopefully have a good hook in the beginning of that blog post. And now they come across this really exciting thing called the drone and they click a link to buy it. And then now you're making money as a result. So that's, that's that's a version of an indirect way to do it. A direct way to do it would be sending an email using the same product, a drone, for example. And in, in that email, you say, hey, everybody, we know that bird's eye perspective, you know, the same language and essentially just go, here is the drone I would recommend. Click here to get access to it now. Or maybe you do a partnership with DJI and they give you a special link and you send an email and you include that link, especially with the bonus offer or something else that might go along with it. Maybe you now come out with a course and you want people to, you know, become a part of a beta program where maybe you have spots for five people and only five people. So you better act fast because you get a discount and you get a special access to me and you become one of the first students of this course and you use that opportunity to then work people through a process. You could even build the course alongside with them essentially, you know, delivering content every week for four weeks or what have you. Mm-hmm. So that by the end of this, now this course is now done. You've offered it and I've already gotten results for, for four people and, or four or five people. And now you have these great testimonials so that the next time you send an email out when this thing is open, you go, hey guys, the doors are open. Enrollment closes tomorrow, so you better act now or it closes next week. Then you can send emails that are about the objections or telling stories about some of your successful students and kind of, you know, the email as a communication tool that can lead to trust and knowing and liking so that a person will feel more comfortable purchasing from you. Okay. Yeah, the other things I was thinking with um, on the making money side was starting a podcast I have a YouTube channel where I put quick videos up. I've only got 44 subscribers on that. Um, I was thinking of doing a podcast on just called Photography Explained. to be a 10-minute weekly thing. And then I thought about, should I do an architectural photography podcast, which nobody else is doing? And that was where I started getting a little bit muddled about, because I have a day job. I have wife, children, family. So I get up every morning at, at five o'clock and have two hours to work on this. and then. If I get a lunch break, I do, but that's the only time I have. So I've been trying to do too many things and not achieving any of them, really. So should I just stick with blog only and focus on that until that builds up? I would for now, if there is indeed not a lot of other times uh, in the day and in the week to try new things, then continue on the things that you have been working on and Mm -hmm. essentially see how you can optimize them and get more time back so that with the same amount of time, you can perhaps add something new. So this is the same journey that I took. 2008, the blog started. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I was 
doing pretty good with getting things up and batch processing content so that I only had to create it, you know, once a week for the whole month mm-hmm. and, you know, whatnot. And then I got time back to start the podcast in 2009 and then the, or the YouTube channel in 2009, the podcast in 2010, public speaking in 2011. So it, it took sort of getting to the point where I was comfortable and things were working a little bit for me to get comfortable moving to the next thing. And in many times, it's not even appropriate to move on to the next thing because we haven't fully invested in the thing that we're working on. I like the idea of a photography podcast and I would actually keep it general to reach more audiences. And I would have some sort of unique selling proposition within that show down the road, of course. But, you know, Mm -hmm. these like these like quick tips, I think that there's something interesting there. And then the idea is at the end of that show, go, hey, by the way, if you're a photographer and you're looking to make some extra money, might I point you to my specialty, which is the architectural and construction space. And if you're looking to make some extra cash, I'd love to share with you a uh, resource that you could use to learn more about this undiscovered niche in photography to help you make more money, right? That's kind of the pitch there. And I think that would be really interesting because people are more likely going to be wanting photography tips and less likely to search for construction photography because they don't know that exists. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. I mean, my my unique selling point would be photography explained in 10 minutes in plain English because I have a short attention span and I, I know how to work my telly. I haven't got a clue how it physically works and I don't care. The only bit that's relevant to me is I can change the channels on my telly and turn the sound up and down. I don't need to know any more than that. And yeah, that was what I was gonna, that's what I was going to base it on, just telling photographers enough to help them with their photography without getting lost in irrelevant detail. I like that. I'd say, like that. photography without the irrelevant detail. <laughs> yeah, so photography explained in plain English in 10 minutes and just do that as a weekly thing and just do it as a one-off. Obviously, I've used your own podcast cheat sheet. Sort of drafted and I've drafted out the first three episodes and I just... Um, yeah, I mean, it takes work for sure. But I mean, in terms of production and your schedule, you could take a two-hour period once a week to crank out an entire month's worth of episodes and then you're 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 good for the rest of the time, you know. There's, so there are ways to get it done. Yeah, and I was just going to do them as straight takes without any editing because I don't know how to edit audio. I haven't got a clue. And I think if I just get good enough at it, I should get away with it. I would agree with that. Okay. I hope this was helpful for you. I mean, we talked about a, a number of different things, but it mm. sounds like, you know, I've been able to at least guide you in, in the next direction. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, my problem was trying to, I keep on coming up with ideas for things to do, but I haven't got time to do them. So I just need to, do something and do it well. Yeah. And I would definitely, again, like I said, stay in the realm of helping people with their careers as photographers or start a photography career within this space. I think, I think there's something there for sure. So architectural and construction is a good area to just own, basically. I would own it. And then you can get invited on all these other podcasts about photography in general and become that go-to specialization person in this space. Yeah, that's how I, I like that. It's going to be much quicker than a general site and trying to attract people who are often going elsewhere already anyways. Can I ask you a quick question about YouTube? I do. I got into the routine of doing weekly YouTube videos, which was me talking about the blog post. I'm trying to just repurpose the same content over and over every week. That's not really gone anywhere. And I lost momentum with that as well. Is that worth doing? Again, short video, six minute video. Yeah, I mean, very similar to the podcast. Uh, It can be a mechanism for capturing more attention and whatnot. And I think that especially if your blog posts start to become a little bit more honed in on photography and the career and that sort of aspect of it, it can definitely be well worth doing. However, the trouble with 
YouTube is that YouTube is a very specialized platform where in order to grow there, we definitely need some things that are very specific to YouTube, like some great visual things to look at while learning about this content. You know, even though it's the same content as the blog, we need to have a very, very clear hook in the beginning of the video Mm -hmm. to keep people watching all the way through. We don't have to worry about that as much with a blog post, although we should still worry about that in the first paragraph, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ability to keep people watching more of your videos from video to video will help you amplify your reach there as well. So those are just some little nuances of, of YouTube. And again, if you've not yet put the full focus on the blog, then repurposing blog stuff is not going to help you just by putting it elsewhere. Because at the root level at the blog, it's it's not where it should be, or it's not speaking to who you should be speaking to yet. Okay, so blog and podcast are the things to focus on. Yeah, or or blog and YouTube. I like the combo of one multimedia platform and one written platform. Mm. And yeah, they can be repurposed. But I I know a lot of people who go a little too deep with repurposing. And in fact, that repurposing takes up way more time than even just creating original content. And and that, yeah. you know, shouldn't be the case. Yes, I've made that mistake before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it were easy, you know, what would it look like? That's kind of where I want to hone in on. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually got somebody who's helping me do um, proper titles, which um, he's a bit, of a bit of an expert in this field. And I've got 30 titles. It's 30 blog posts I've written. I've, I've got him to redo the titles. I'm just rewording those at the moment and then republishing those and deleting the old ones. So that's um, getting a bit of traction already as well. It's just the web traffic. I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but my web traffic, I was only at about 3,000 page views a month at the start of this year. And then my web traffic just dropped down to virtually nothing, which um, I don't know if that's a a global thing or if it's just my website um but it's it's on the up now but i'm I'm up to 2000 page views that's all but it's improving about 40 percent a month it's increasing yeah that's good no that, that is, as long as we're going back up that's that's what's important yeah. but um yeah just keep, keep up the good work and keep trying to find that voice and and who that target audience is and you know i think we talked about a lot of things that are going to help you the trimming of of the older posts and the focus on the revenue generation that you could do for others and again sort of reverse engineering what the ultimate goals are and you know this 10k per month is a, mm. is a great number to have and eventually you'll be able to come up with some products that can help tighten yeah. that gap for you so okay thanks rick where can people like tell us the website link i want to i want to have people check it out if if they are interested it's rick mcavoy photography.com it's r-i-c-k-m-c-e-v-o-y photography.com that's my website and if everybody can go there and subscribe to my blog, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely put it in the show notes and, and give people a chance to do that. So, Rick, thank you so Amazing. much for your time today. Good luck with everything, and, and hopefully we'll catch up again later. Pat, thank you very much for today, and thank you for your podcast and all the other information you share, which I just think is brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. Thank you, Pat. Cheers. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Rick and that coaching call. If you wanna get a coaching call with me, just like Rick did today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and that'll redirect you to a page on SPI where you can leave an application and we can hopefully, potentially, have a chat with you in the future and I would love to have a chat with you and help you out too. So Rick, thank you so much for listening in today. I appreciate you. You can find him once again, Rick McEvoy, 
photography.co.uk. And good luck to you, my friend. I appreciate you. And for everybody listening in, thank you so much for making it all the way through here. Hope you got some valuable information that you can actually put forth and conquer with uh, into the future. And I look forward to, speaking of the future, the next episodes where we're gonna be chatting with you about some other interesting businesses with some other interesting and really amazing people here in the community. We'd love to invite you to come and be a part of that by just hitting subscribe, that's all. And if you'd like to leave a review too, that'd be super excellent as well. Cheers, thanks so much, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Peace. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.